Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. So we have a really stacked episode today. We have a lot that I want to talk about and share with you all around the idea of what do we do when we don't know what to do, aka what do we do when we feel far from God? So let's look at what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what is happening when we feel like God is silent or he's forsaken us. We're going to go to the Bible for examples of people in scripture that have felt this way also, just so we can kind of drive it home that we are alone and feeling abandoned. We're going to also take an honest inventory of what's happening when we feel far from God. And I want to share some prompts and practices to focus on when you're in the middle of this kind of spiritual season. And then last, I want to share some of the hopes or promises from God with scripture to lean on in any season of silence or loneliness or feeling like you're walking in the dark or you feel like you're alone. So we have a big episode today. And before we get into it, I promised that I would start sharing reviews, one review of our podcast every week. And I hope that this encourages you to share how our podcast is supporting you. And so this first review is from Chrissy Frakes. And she says, I absolutely love this podcast. How wholesome. Eliza is a beautiful speaker and her testimony about being ex new age and coming to know God is so inspiring. This podcast empowers me to grow in my own understanding of who God is through the word and honor God in everything I do. Especially if you are a brave new believer or just beginning your spiritual journey, this podcast is so encouraging. So I'm so grateful, Chrissy, for you sharing that with me and with all of us. And if this inspires you to want to leave a review, just go to do that wherever you are listening to the podcast. It just really helps to encourage others to know what you are learning about and what you're enjoying about um, this podcast, because obviously you're spending time with me and I'm so grateful for that. And so I hope that if you enjoy this episode and these Um, whatever we continue to do and what we've done so far, um, that you continue to be a subscriber. So thank you so much. I love you guys. Okay, so let's get into our episode. Okay, so I wanted to be honest with you here and just share that, yeah, I've ever since uh, Lent, I have been kind of feeling this way myself of just kind of, you know, kind of ebbing and flowing, going in like a great direction with the Lord and then kind of like sinking back and feeling like I'm not hearing from him when I pray or I'm not feeling really super connected when I read my Bible, you know, that kind of thing. It's like I'm still consistently praying and doing my practices and doing my Bible study every day. But I understand that there are going to be seasons in our lives where sometimes we just feel like, God, are you there? Are you hearing my prayers? Are you listening? What do I do to get closer with you? Because we have at some point had that, you know, big, sometimes dramatic feeling of feeling so connected with the Lord that when we feel disconnected, it can just feel a little difficult or challenging. And so I want to encourage you, and this is coming from a place of love and um, support. I have so many things that I have been doing and practicing and trying. And I think it's just a matter of just 
allowing ourselves to first, we're going to do this. We're going to take an inventory of what's going on, but we're also going to give ourselves grace and um, try to remind ourselves that our relationship with God is a relationship. It's, and that means that it's a two-way street. And so sometimes I can definitely say for myself that I, you know, I have intentions of praying, but I don't pray. Or I have intentions of reaching out to a friend who I know is going through a hard time and, and, and then I don't, or I forget it. Or like there are other things on my heart that I know um, I want to be doing that I know will bring me closer to like my goals of service and connection and um, feeling, you know, like I'm doing things that are important for my spiritual health, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I think um, that I want to just talk about this with you today. So um, I know that it can be kind of a frustrating place to be when we feel like um, our relationship with God has kind of quote unquote gone dark and maybe we just feel like we're in this quiet or this stillness or, you know, um, taken up another level. It can even, you know, transfer to feelings of like anger, upset, abandonment, you know, feeling forsaken, right? And so I think it's important that we just speak about it and we have a plan for it. So if you're not currently in the season and feeling these things, I recommend that you listen to this episode anyway so that you can minister or support a friend who might be going through this or um, also bookmark it for times when you go through this season of life and it might be helpful to kind of go back through these practices. So you might want to get a notebook out for this and just kind of jot down some of the things we're going to talk about today because I have packed <laughs> my outline full of things that I want to share with you that I think are really important for these times when we feel like, God, where are you? Um, okay, so the very first thing I want to mention is like, has God left us or are we just not perceiving him? And this brings us to this, you know, very well-known scripture in Hebrews 13, 5, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And that's a promise from God that he isn't going to leave us. And so the question that we might want to ask ourselves and really sit with is, am I just, you know, like, has God really left me, right? Or am I just not perceiving him in this moment or in this season of my life? And that's a huge distinction, right? We're, I think it's important for us to clarify that God never leaves you. He never forsakes you and he never abandons you. And so there might be a posture of our hearts where we're, we're placing the wedge between us and God. And so even though we can already be in this place of, you know, frustration or pride or, you know, I'm not doing it, he is, you know, kind of um, position with ourselves. It can be helpful for us to just sit down um, for a space of time. And if you're not wanting to pray, maybe you're ready to journal. And so you can ask yourself questions that we're going to go through today about what is happening with me that I have this perception that God's not near me and I'm struggling to feel that connection with him. One of those things is just that we might be overly busy, overly focused on other things and overly striving for things that ultimately aren't um, building our love and our connection with him. Again, like I said before, and you know this, and I'm probably going to say this a million times, it's a relationship. And it's like, if um, 
the relationship of one person is like that one person is always calling that person on the phone and they're never answering or they're always texting or they're always making the effort but the other person is red phoning them or ignoring them or ghosting them of course that relationship over time is going to feel funky right there's going to feel like there's a disconnect and sometimes we can be doing that with god we can we can be red phoning him we can see his him calling us on the phone and we're like, eh, I don't have time for that right now. I'll do that later. Or, oh, I'll get back to him at another time, (laughs) right? Or we see the text coming in from God and we're like, oh, I know I want to make time and spend time with Jesus, but I'm just like, I can't right now, right? And it's like, and then you forget to come back to it, right? And so I think it's important for us to just remember that it's a relationship. It's a two-way street. It's a give and a take we receive what we put in, you know, like many relationships. And so um, I think that it can be really helpful for us to just kind of have this distinction of he's there, he's trying. And how am I not perceiving this? What's kind of the disconnect within me and within my heart? And another thing that um, I find that can be a wedge um, that I've gone through is, is there something that I need to repent for? You know, is there um, something that I'm doing? Is there a sin that's present for me that um, on some level is, you know, creating a distance between me and God because I haven't sat and talked with him about it and asked for that forgiveness, right? We've talked about repentance a little bit. I think um, I think repentance was something that I just had such a misunderstanding about um, when I was like before I was saved, Um, not growing up as a Christian, I didn't really understand what it was. And I think there are a lot of misconceptions about it. But we've talked about it, you know, just briefly before. And I think it can be important for us to just kind of recap what it is again, um, with fresh eyes. So repentance just means um, it's derived from a word, um, the Hebrew root shuv, S-H-U-V, which means to return or to turn back. So in the context of repentance, um, basically it means to turn away from something that we're doing that's wrong in God's eyes, a sin, and to turn back to the path of righteousness. So it's often associated with things like remorse and regret and a commitment to change our behavior. So once we kind of like sit down and think about it and see what the sin is that's happening for us, we have that moment of repentance to turn away from it and to kind of commit to God that I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit supports me in this, but that I don't, I want to turn away from this. I want to not do this behavior or this thing any longer. And so um, I think once I understood that in those kinds of terms, it made a lot more sense for me and it felt even more loving of God um, to always be giving us these choices to, you know, turn away from him and keep sinning and doing the things that, you know, don't bring him joy or we can, you know, bring it all to him and tell him what's going on and ask for forgiveness. And he, you know, unconditionally lovingly does that for us. So when we kind of look at that and we look at if we are in a season of feeling like we're far away from God, we can start to to kind of piece together, okay, do I need to kind of just sit down with God and have a conversation with him? And is there anything that I need to repent for? I think that that can be truly, truly so helpful. Another thing I think is very important for us to kind of look at is to think about 
are we being too forceful or too impatient with God? You know, why are we assuming that it's like an ATM that we say our prayer or we want to be connected with him and then it's immediate um, feelings or emotions or supernatural experiences, right? Sometimes our relationship with God is meant to be quiet and to be listened to and to be observed and to be curious about. And I think sometimes the mystery of having a relationship with God or Jesus, the Holy Spirit, um, is very mysterious. And it's something that um, God knows why he's relating to us in the way that he is. And it doesn't mean that we give up on the relationship. It means maybe sometimes that we just need to dig a little deeper and we need to do a little bit of self-reflection within ourselves of, okay, why am I feeling so impatient with this? Why am I feeling frazzled or frantic? Why, Why am I feeling scared? I can lean on scripture knowing that he's never going to leave me and he's not going to forsake me. He's not going to abandon me. He's not going to let go of me. He's not going to turn his back on me like I have turned my back on him probably many times in my life, right? And it's like once we're saved, we can really start to just kind of, um, I don't know, sometimes get anxious thinking, you know, that being covered in the blood of Jesus wasn't enough. You know, like my, my sin is too big. My shame is too horrible, you know, all of this stuff. And so sometimes when we feel this disconnect, we can kind of be in a place of self-doubt and shame spirals and things like that. And so again, it's just a moment of time. I think sometimes when, um, Jesus is very quiet with me, he's teaching me something and, um, I'm meant to sit and get quiet and listen and, Uh, be introspective and be curious about why it is happening the way that it is. Because I truly feel that all aspects of our relationship with God are teachers, right? There's, there's a reason when we, when and why we feel so close with God and we feel like our, we're just on fire and, you know, like we know exactly what to do and how to act and how to move and what the Holy Spirit's convicting you of and all the stuff. But then there's also times where, of course, there's seasons of quiet, just like it, we could look at it like it's a season of winter. You know, winter isn't the active outward expressive time that we see in nature. It's a time where nature recedes and goes quiet and rests. And so we can start to kind of um, explore that as an avenue of connecting with our relationship with God as well of, okay, uh, is he teaching me how to be okay with silence, be okay with quietness, be okay with rest and um, observing what's happening, all the little details. What am I not picking up on? What am I not perceiving? Maybe that God, if God is constantly um, around me and listening to everything I'm doing and saying, right? How, what is he putting down that I'm not picking up in my perspective, my perception? I think that that could be helpful as well. So let's take a break from that for a minute before we get into the inventory of questions that you can go through. Um, and I want to just give us some examples from scripture of people who have felt you know, this season in their lives. Um, so let's look at them for a minute. So first is Job, right? Just listen to how intense it is for Job, right? 
He says in Job 10, 18, and 19, Why did you bring me out of the womb? I should have died and never been seen. I wish I had never existed, but had been carried from the womb to the grave. And so we know from the story of Job that Job suffers immensely, and he goes through many, many things. And ultimately, he you know, just kind of has this epiphany and he moves through it in a really beautiful way that I think we can relate to. Maybe we can't relate to all the terrible things a joke goes through, but we can relate to having a season in our life where we're feeling really down or feeling really lost or feeling like, why are you doing this to me, God? Or why can't I hear you? I need you so much right now. And so I think Job is a really good example of to lean on or maybe to review in scripture um, to go back to when you're, when you're in a season. Another is David, right? He's the writer of many of the Psalms and he is always, he's so emotional, right? <laughs> and he always is talking about his emotions and how he's feeling about what he's going through. And a lot of it goes into abandonment and, you know, he's always kind of crying out to God for help. Um, and we can kind of like, here's an example, Psalm 22. He says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far from my deliverance and from my words of groaning? My God, I cry by day, but you do not answer by night, yet I have no rest. But you were holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you. They trusted and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were set free. They trusted in you and were not disgraced. And so I think, you know, so much of what David writes in the Psalms we can relate to. It's emotional. Um, we can really feel his heart. He's going through a lot and... Um, you know, we can go through seasons like that as well. And so I think David is just like a really relatable, um, like if you're an emotional person and I think that he can be a good example of just how to express to the God, how you're feeling and, um, not hold back. I think that that's a good example. Another example is Elijah. So, um, Elijah, Elijah in the Old Testament, 1 Kings 19.4. Let's read that. So Elijah um, had just defeated the prophets of Baal, um, and he was being threatened, um, and like everyone was searching to go and try to kill him, and he was fleeing into the wilderness. And so after that, he says in 1 Kings 19.4, But he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. So like he was praying to God that he would die. Like he wanted to die. He was, you know, su suicidal essentially. And so um, that's a really extreme version of what we might be feeling when we're, we feel far from God. It's like, um, it's just so intense. Sometimes it just kind of takes over our heart and our life in, in a way that we feel desperate and we feel so scared and so alone. And so like we've given up all hope, you know? And so I think Elijah is a really good example of um, honesty and truth and how we can feel in these times. And then of course, the last one is our precious Jesus. So we just um, completed 
the resurrection and we just had Easter. And so this might be fresh in your mind if you are reading a lot of scripture like I was. And we can remember Jesus on the cross when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me in Matthew twenty-seven forty-six. So that's just this expression of abandonment of this, this broken heartedness of um, Jesus kind of being, it's like the only time in his life where he feels separate from God as he's experiencing uh, and taking on the sin of the world and how just heartbreaking and intense and horrifying um, and shameful that is for him to have taken that on for us, right? And just kind of putting ourselves in his shoes of something that we aren't uh, capable of doing, only he could do that for us. And so um, just like this, it's a really, I always, every time I read this in scripture, I just feel really sad. I feel overcome with emotion of just what Jesus really did for us and how he must have felt in that moment, fear, terror, sadness, grief, you know, loss, you know, of his relationship with his father. And so, um, you know, I think that that's really also very relatable of Jesus and his suffering and just like the weight that he carried and what he was doing for us. And so those are just a few examples from scripture I want to share with you just to to remind us that we're not alone, that we're, that we are, um, you know, there are many, many other examples in scripture, I'm sure, that we can kind of lean on with the stories of the people who are, you know, trying and failing, trying, picking themselves up, trying again, building up this relationship with God. And, you know, truly this relationship is between you and God, right? And so it, it's, um, it's something that we get to do every day. It's something where we make mistakes and we try again. Um, we talk to Jesus. We talk to God. We ask the Holy Spirit to kind of convict us and help us to grow in our relationship. And ultimately, we just kind of keep practicing and keep getting better at it and knowing that um, just like holding strong to scripture. And I'm going to give you a few to write down or to memorize whatever you know feels good for you in a moment but I think it can just be really helpful to just remember like you're not alone that there are there are evidences of people in our regular everyday life and then people from the bible who have felt this way that you might be feeling now too so let's now talk about the self-inventory that you can do so you can get out a notebook and you can write these down or you can pull out your phone and put these in your notes app, whatever works for you. But these can be really helpful for you to kind of just go deeper in what might be going on for you when you feel far from God. So one of the things that I think is important is for us to just kind of take a mental inventory of what's happening, right? Um, what's the component to this that we're bringing to the table? Like what when we're looking at one of the things that I like to do in my coaching practices, um, this idea of like my side of the street. So we're focused on our side of the street. We're not looking at what's happening across the street in other people's situations and lives. We're looking and taking responsibility for what's happening on the street that you are walking down, that 
is like this um, kind of metaphor for your life. So what are you bringing to the table of you feeling far from God? And just write, I would suggest that you just do some journaling and you just write it all down. You, you start to be really honest with yourself. And over time, you'll start to notice that um, there are things maybe you're not being so honest with yourself about that you need to kind of explore more. And so just kind of answering these questions is, and kind of going through the process can be really helpful. So what, what, is the, what are the aspects of this that you're bringing to the table? What are the reasons that you feel like you're far from God? What are like the main things that just come to your mind immediately and write those down? And then you're going to go a little deeper. What are the emotions that are present for me? How do I feel that I know that I feel far from God? Am I angry? Am I upset? Am I scared? Am I feeling a sense of shame or self-doubt about my salvation? Whatever it might be. What are the feelings? What are the emotions that are present? Um, what are the thoughts that you're constantly thinking in your mind over and over again? You know, what? what is this kind of um, looking like in your life? So as scripture says, search your heart, right? Really stop and take some time and focus and really search your heart for what you think this disconnect might be. And then what are you doing um, in your life? What, what are you doing? What are you not doing that might be contributing to you feeling like there's a wedge between you and God? Are there, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but is there a need for repentance? Is there a sin that's, that's present in your life that you feel like you feel ashamed of or you feel bad about? And so you know that that's a reason why you're not reading your Bible or you're not praying or you're not uh, going to church or whatever like your practices are um, that usually have you feeling really inspired and, and lovely and connected to God, right? So you're truly, truly just being really honest with yourself of what's what's present, what's real, what's based in reality, what's happening, right? And then another layer to this would be how can you be gentle with yourself until things shift, right? This is not a place you're living in. This is a season of, of time, meaning that it's going to change eventually. So this could be a few days, this could be a few weeks, it could be a few months, right? That you are feeling this way, but you are committed to your love and your relationship with Jesus. And so you are trusting that this is going to shift eventually, that this is a you thing, this isn't a God thing, right? And so um, you can just, in this time where you're feeling far from God, what can you do to be gentle with yourself? What can you do to help yourself until you the inevitable shift happens between, you know, like this disconnect that you're feeling, right? So we're not in this process of giving up or turning our back on God, right? We don't do that, right? We, we stick to it. We dig deeper. We um, gather all the information that we have about who we know ourselves to be. We get support, right? We ask friends, hey, have you ever been through something like this? What helps you to move out of it? You do some of these practices that I'm suggesting, right? If they feel good for you, you pray to the Holy Spirit for guidance and conviction, right? You repent. If there, you look in your life and you're honest, you're like, hey, I know I'm doing this thing. I know that it's not glorifying God and I know that I want to turn away from it. So that's what I'm going to do, right? And now I want to share with you some practices um, to really just help you to slow down 
and to recommit to your relationship with Jesus when or if you ever need to. Okay, so these are the things that I do that work really well for me. And um, if there are any that you have that you do that I haven't mentioned that I don't end up mentioning here, I would love to hear them. I would love for you to reach out to me because I want to hear what supports you and what can help you. And maybe it's something I haven't thought of and I would love to hear about it so that I can try it the next time and I'm in the season too. Sometimes our relationship can feel a little distant with God because things are just a little bit stale. Maybe you're doing the same, maybe you're practicing your prayer in the same way every day for years, right? So maybe you're someone who um, prays right as soon as you get up and you don't even get out of bed, right? Maybe the thing that needs to shift and kind of shake things up for your relationship with the Lord is that you literally need to change your posture. You need to move your body in a different way. You need to do something in a different way. So if you pray, you know, first thing in the morning, right, you know, just like getting up out of, you know, and kind of putting your pillows behind you or something in bed, maybe you literally need to get out of bed and get on your knees and pray, and, or maybe you need to take a daily walk outside in nature and pray, right? Really just see the places where you feel like maybe you're just stagnant in your practices. Um, maybe you are not feeling um, like you're committing to your Bible study and it's like the same thing. You're, you're doing your Bible study in the same way. Maybe you need to find a Bible study with other believers um, at a local church and, you know, like get inspired and kind of like get in communion with other believers and be around that kind of energy to help enliven and and bring that spark back for you and help to kind of refresh and renew you, right? So it's like about like looking at the practices that you have and are you doing the same thing and it just feels like a little bit repetitive and, and because of that, it feels a little boring and stagnant. How can you shift out of that, right? How can you try something new for a time? I find that that's really, really helpful. Another thing is scripture memory for times when you feel like the Lord is being quiet with you. I find that scripture memory is really helpful for me. I know some people love it and some people are like, oh, I just don't learn that way. And I would just kind of like push um, past that a little bit and encourage you that like everyone can remember one or two uh, verses and you have them there in your heart to lean on so if you're a person that kind of like resists scripture memory I would say find a verse or two of scripture that really is impactful and meaningful to you so that when you're in these seasons of life you can really easily reach for them and just kind of put them on repeat in your heart and in your mind throughout the day so I learned this from um a precious, precious um, sister in Christ, Emma Mae McDaniel. Um, some of you might follow her on Instagram or watch her YouTube videos. I love her very much. She's She just ha is so wise for, um, and I just I really admire the way that she loves Jesus. And she has this practice of choosing a psalm and memorizing it and then saying it over and over throughout the day, um, one verse each week. So this is a practice that I'm currently doing with Psalm 23. It's just the Psalm I just love so much. I know maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a little basic for some people of like, oh, it's so obvious, but really there's so much inside of the Psalm and it's so impactful and meaningful. And I, 
and I just love it with all of my heart. And so I've decided to do this practice with Psalm 23. So what you do is each week I choose. Okay, so if you if you're doing something where where you need to memorize it, I have already memorized it. But if you need to memorize it, then this is a process that could help you do it as well. But each week you memorize and repeat over and over throughout the day the verse that you're working on. So Psalm 23 has a has multiple verses, so each week you take one verse. So the first week would be Psalm 23.1, the next week after that would be Psalm 23.2, and so on until you've completed the full practice. And really what this does is it just immerses me in each verse and what it means and really going into the depths of understanding this and, and really kind of um, committing to that repetitive um, um, and likeness and then also the desire that God wants to be in constant communication with us. And I feel like um, when we're praying in this way and kind of just repeating the, the verses um, and just really kind of like digging deeper into what they mean, I think that that can be really just supportive and valuable. Um, and we learn so much through this process. But I think it's important that we adapt this however fits for you, whatever you like to do. So if there's a psalm or a proverb you love or you want to go deeper um, with something, some other verse entirely, just allow yourself to slow way down and not rush your relationship with God, but focus on growing deep and expansive, healthy roots, right? We're not looking to have like this shallow relationship. We need to kind of like stretch our arms out and allow ourselves the time and the space to really go deep with the Lord. Build your relationship with God in a way that's truly a relationship. When we pray, talk to him, really tell him all the details of what's going on for you. Don't leave anything out. The more you can do this, um, even when we feel resistant or we don't want to, it helps us to push past our insecurities and step into this deeper level of trusting. And so, um, yeah, so, and then there's one other thing that, that's connected with prayer, and it's the acronym PUSH. Um, and I think I first learned this from um, Sadie Robertson Huff. I think she was doing a talk and she talked about this. I don't think that she created this, but I think um, she was just sharing that she learned it from someone else. And the acronym stands for, it's PUSH, P-U-S-H, and it's pray until something happens. And I think that that can be really effective as well, as long as we're not um, coming to it from a place of um, uh, like pushing it. You know, <laughs> obviously this is a little funny because the acronym is PUSH. Um, but I like to use this acronym, pray until something happens, as a way of just being consistent, but not being impatient. I hope that that makes sense. So you're using it as a tool to remind you to keep praying, to keep talking to God about it. Um, I find that it's not always helpful to just be repetitive um, you can talk about the things that God is revealing to you or what he's not revealing to you or what you feel like, hey, I'm not hearing um, from you about this. I really need your help convict me, you know, help me to grow in my relationship and step into a deeper layer of knowing you and just kind of really be honest with God about what it is that you need and see how he reveals that to you. Okay, 
And then the last thing I wanted to do, I want to wrap up this episode by giving you some promises, some um, some ways to kind of remind ourselves about who God is in relationship with us. So the first thing is that God loves you. How do we know that God loves you? Right? We're going to go to scripture. 1 John chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. The next one is God created you intentionally. And we have two verses for this. First is Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. And the other is Psalm 139 verse 13 and 14. For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous and I know this very well. The next is that God cares for you. And we're going to look at 1 Peter 5, 7 when it says, Cast all your cares on him because he cares about you. Some translations say cast your worries, like give your worries or your cares to God, or cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So I think that that's really beautiful and important for us to kind of sink into and remember. It'd be a great scripture to memorize if you haven't yet. And another one is God doesn't want you to be anxious about anything. And again, we can use 1 Peter 5, 7 for that. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. But also we can look at Psalm 55, 22. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. And the last one we're going to look at and hold close to our hearts is that God wants to hear from you consistently. And I've talked about this a little bit, but we can look at 1 Thessalonians 5.17 for this. And I'm going to read for you 1 Thessalonians 5.16-18 through 18, where it says, Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That is what I have for you today. I hope that this episode has given you some ideas and support. I hope that it hasn't felt overwhelming, even though I've given you a lot of practices and tools to kind of work through and kind of uh, what you can do is you can stick with one thing and do it really well and be consistent with it and see how it, you know, gives new life and it renews your relationship with God. It's very kind of normal for us to feel sometimes like we do feel like God is far from us, where we feel like there's a disconnect. And there are many things that we can lean on, especially the word of God um, and people who have gone through it that maybe might be a little bit farther along on their path than you or have a different perspective to offer you. That can be a really great option. Um, but I really hope that some of these practices that I've offered today will help you. And if you are ever in this season of feeling like I just don't feel close to the Lord right now, and I want to be, I so desperately want to be. And it's like that desire, that heart posture of just wanting him and craving him and desiring his love and his 
faithfulness and his presence in your life is so beautiful. And just the fact that you have that is really a beautiful gift, right? And so I pray that you are taken care of and that you do come out of this season with more hope and more vigor in your love for God and knowing that you have access to him through prayer any time of the day, any day of the week, whether it's right in the morning or, you know, 3 a.m. in the middle of the night. I love you so much and I hope that you'll take some of these tools and that they'll benefit you in some way. If you need anything, please reach out. You can email me um, or you can DM me on Instagram. I hope to hear from you and I'll see you in next week's episode. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.